wait for a journey team. Very good. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. Episode. Uh oh, she's already gonna tear up. You're already tearing up. Is that you? my jacket? Yeah, it was on the floor. Oh, jeez. Welcome to episode 34, Kimmy, and Beck is here with us. Woo! Woo! When we need a song, we need a bona fide. Um, we need a bona fide curio song. Yeah. Although I really do enjoy Quinn's music, musical contributions. I steal those from him, and he just lets me because I'm his mother. Right. I'm slightly. As he should. Yeah. So I thought this time, um, oh yeah, I'm Cass. You're Kim. I am Kim. And and Becky's over there. Yep. Here in the studio. We've had some wine. We've had a little bit of wine, smidge. Well, a bottle and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. Kim and I have had more than Beck, so she's maybe the adult in the room. But I thought it would be a good time to talk about eighteen. Our baby's turning 18, because mm-hmm. mine's turned 18, Kim's baby just, just turned, turned 18, 18, and yeah. Becky's baby is about to turn 18, yeah. so yeah. I thought we could talk about the implications of of that, if you feel differently now. Yeah! What, what, what kind of feelings did that stir up when he turned 18 last week? Um, I, I have a problem with time. <laughs> in what way like managing it or realizing that it's passing or yes okay it, sometimes i feel like i can it's not just because i've been drinking wine that i say that. <laughs> <laughs> time is like a it to me it's a it's a malleable thing it's just you ever feel like you can just reach back in time like you have a memory that's so, so concrete yeah. and it's so real and it's just a part of who you are, mm-hmm. you know, that it's, you take it for granted, that it's just there. Right. But it happened a long time ago. And so when Josh turned 18, of course, I like, you know, I'm reliving, giving birth to him. And I'm reliving all of these things that happened. And I realized that, you know, that's not part of his experience. No. It's just part of mine. Mm-hmm. All the all of that stuff has been forgotten for him mm-hmm. for the most part. Um so to me, eighteen years went by in the blink of an eye. Right. But then I look at pictures like the picture I posted on Facebook of his first birthday party. Yeah. And the picture of me. And I was like, the first <laughs> when I pulled it up, I was like, Oh my god. I look so young. Like, mm-hmm. wow. So that much time has passed that my physical body has changed. Right. But up here, it's a totally different story. You know, it's a whole different landscape. So I got gooey. I tended. I'm I'm a goo meister. You tend to gooeyness? I have a tendency what? for gooeyness. Yeah. Becky and I are looking at each other in fake amazement. Right. <laughs> what? Kim's what? gooey? <laughs> Soft and fuzzy? What? What? So, yeah, I was, you know, I, I looked at him that morning and I was like, oh, my God. All, all the time was condensed. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so I'm in my mind, I'm holding him after he was born and looking at him in his 18 year old face at the same time. Right. And it was just. It was a normal, natural moment. It was a little surreal. It was kind of normal to me because <laughs> that's how I function. But, you know, you put this person into the world and you do everything in your power to make them um, independent. You give them these tools to basically move away from you. Oh. And it's like... It's such a it's such a fascinating conundrum on yeah. lots of different levels. So so yeah, and it, I think I'm also in the process of kind of remaking myself, like my right, identity, yeah. which is um I've embraced right now. I think I'm enjoying it. It's kind of exciting. Wow. You know? It's kind of like what I was talking about with Christmas where my kids kind of went off and did their own thing. And my idea in my head back a long time ago was that I was going to be a nervous wreck or 
heartbroken and I wasn't yeah. like I had yeah. prepared myself and them <laughs> for adulthood. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you, are you, what's your feeling about your daughter turning 18, Becky? I'm, I'm fairly excited about it. Because, are you? Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for her. She's doing really, really well. Um, and you know, she'll still be in high school. Um, but it's like, <sighs> she made it that far so it's not really going to make a huge difference until she graduates right yeah i mean because they're still in school they still got to come home they still got to do their homework i'm not signing the form that lets her sign herself out right so you know what i mean it it, but i think for me it's when she graduates um and then goes on to do what she wants to do that will probably be when i feel the most I think I'm really looking forward to graduation probably more than she is because it's one less kid I have to worry about doing homework with. Oh, yeah. I am so fucking tired of school responsibilities. Oh, yeah. I can't wait until it's over. I mean. 13 years of. Oh, my God. Basic forms. Having your. Then being up in your shit. And it's just like making sure everybody has their work done and turns it in it's like once you graduate high school that ain't my job right it is no if you go to college that's on that's you that's on you yeah I, I'm not you go and you register yourself because they're not going to let your mommy come do it right you know what I mean oh god You're 18. No. and you don't even want to no. have any presence no. at all and in she's their fairly college. prepared for that she's researched it the PCC goes to the high school now and like Oh, yeah. Pre-registers you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have it so fucking easy. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, yeah. You graduate and you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, fall. when we graduated, do you, I mean, did you honestly know what the fuck you were going to do? I didn't know what the fuck no, I, I was going to do. I remember going to PCC to sign up for classes terrified. Right. Yeah. I absolutely know. lost and just feeling like I just wanted to bolt. Yeah. This yeah. is not. I went and kind of like. So scared. Muddled my way through it and was freaked out. But I was lucky enough to find a, a part-time job on campus. Right. So that was helpful. Um, but they didn't, nobody, no. Nobody coddled you through that process? No. And then they expect you to, like, do it all on your own? I, it's why, I mean, I get it. Schools are helpful that way. But why do that and take away driver's ed? Right. Oh, my God. Or consumer math. Consumer I math wrote a check the other day, and, and Chloe living. was watching me write a check, and she was dumbfounded. She's like, what does no 100s mean? <laughs> and I was like, in my mind, in my heart, I it was just like, oh, shit. Right. I have got to, I, got to this is her. my yeah. job to teach mm-hmm. her it's how like to do this stuff. They don't teach them how to do anything. <laughs> Sorry. That they're going to need to do. Right. That they used to teach us. There's home. No- there's no home ec. They have health class. There's no home ec at all? No, there's no, no cooking class at the high school. There's no home ec. <gasps> no, there's a no health and ec. safety class. And but that's that pretty much alcohol drivers. and drugs. That got doesn't it, include it. how to cook, how to budget, how to do anything. Wow. Um, in, up north, um, and Josh got the benefit of this class, it was um, a class reserved for freshmen. I can't remember the name of it, but they... It was like a check-in class. So there was health, and then there was a check-in class. The health class would go over just basic nutrition, how to take care of your body, sex ed, like the whole nine yards. Like, this is your body. Mm -hmm. This is what you need to do. Um, And then there was a check-in class where the teacher who ran the class would basically check in with each student find out they had access to all of their grades they'd find out what classes they were struggling in they would get homework help they had somebody to talk to like okay so what's happening in this class i see that you're getting a d what do you need help with right basically like what do we need to do for you to help you succeed which i thought was a fabulous The high school has that it's called a rams period and your freshman year you always have rams and it's any you go to rams if you're having a below c in any class you go to your Rams period for that class for extra tutoring, catch up on work, all that stuff. It's freshman. It's mandatory. It's, it's rest of the year. It's only if your grade slips below a C, 
your teacher in that class refers you to RAMS, and so you report to their class during RAMS period for extra help. So they have something similar, and Marcus had a freshman had a mentor semester. It was called Mentor, mm-hmm. and it was all about they did have to, they did projects like finding an apartment, budgeting, they did stuff like that, but it only started his, fr- that, his freshman year was the first year they started it. Uh, Abby never got it. That kind of stuff needs to be, and it just needs to be kind of institutionalized, and I hate to say that because I believe that it's a parent's job to take care of that kind of stuff, but it's a, it has a different impact when an institution says, these things are important to know. Yeah, a right? lot of times kids aren't going to listen to what your their parents. Right. I mean, I can talk till I'm blue in the face. I've, I've with my daughter, you know, I've tried to to foster like financial responsibility, and this is, you know, this is how finances work. This is, you know, you should save your money to buy extra things. This is kind of how money works. If you want to work your money, basically, mm-hmm. she could care less. At least right now. I don't yeah. know if she's actually hearing me, but she doesn't know how to write a check. Well, she knows how to shop online. not to know how to write checks. Well, I write one check every month. Right. And it's my rent. Not everybody is online That's or accepts true. electronic. You do have to write checks sometimes. There's a couple of doctors that send you a bill for your copay. I have... Right. Where there's no online option to pay online, so I actually have to send a check in. Right. Yeah. So it's like there are times where, I, when I when we went to go get our passports, you got to write a check for that. No, you've got to get a money order, cashier's check, or something. You write a check. Yeah, you can write a check. Oh, it's just separate. Yeah. You have you write where you're the place you're going to. If there's a fee for them to process, oh, process it, and then you have to write. A so separate you got check your passport? You. I oh, haven't gotten it in the at- mail yet, but Abby Abby's came in the mail. But you're, but you're getting, getting one yours? Yeah. <gasps> well, let's go somewhere fun. Jesus fucking Christ. Screw the <laughs> fucking Grand Canyon. Dude, I can't afford to go anywhere. Dude, yes, you can. Oh, we yeah, travel on the cheap. Oh, hell yeah. Let me tell you about hostels. I, Let me tell you. I've seen the movie. What? No, 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 no. No, no, no you no, can't no. eat my hat, Siggy. No. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm one of you. You do have to, on occasion, need write to write a, a check. check. Right. And if you think you don't then you're not being prepared. Right. You need to have, like, at least a book check somewhere. Yeah. So, you are different than Kim and I. I mean, Kim's recently unemployed, but you have a job, and you have your own apartment, and... Sorry. I'm putting you in my boat. Where you sort of have your own life, I guess? Like, if you want to call it that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have... You have work... And you have home, which are two different places. They are right. two different Rather places. Than work home. Work and home, which is one place. I know. I did that for a long There's time. There's never a vacation. You don't get vacation days. You don't get vacation time. You don't get PTO. Okay. I'm not bitter. Okay. I'm sitting down with my wine. <laughs> she was so ramped up right yeah. now. We call that mode. She was in mode. <sighs> okay. My, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I'm like... It's almost an existential crisis that I had with my last child turning 18 recently. And I'm wondering if you're even going to have to go through that because, you know, it seems like Abby's going to naturally progress into college and you already have your your own life, basically. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, for years, I've been at the disposal of my children. Mm -hmm. That's not. And now, and now, and now you got, yeah, now I have dogs. (laughs) So I'm just wondering, like, have you thought about yourself in any way? Like how it's going to affect you personally? Well, I think a little bit. I mean, it's a little different because I mean, Marcus. Yeah, you still have a younger one. Yeah. You know, so and he's, you know, he he's going to be 16 later this year. Right. So I do still have a couple more years to hang out um depending on what abby does um what she decides to do if she decides to stay living with us or if she uh her and bobby get a place together depending on how that works i mean that's her her ultimate plan um you know i don't know i mean i've thought about you know i'm still gonna work where i work because i love my job right um Definitely, once Marcus graduates high school, I'm going to move to a cheaper area. 
because it's, it's just way too expensive <laughs> right. for the school district. And what about your self-concept? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, not your plans, but yeah, like how not, you feel about yourself. Your physical space, but how are you gonna feel having grown children? Like fine. <laughs> I'm done. I Becky made it. is they one of the most it. pragmatic. She is people very pragmatic. I so I'm trying known. to break her right now. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm sure I'll be. There will be some like sadness, but really, come on, guys. I mean, I'm so excited that they're gonna be able to like take care of themselves and like have lives of their own so you will be relieved of some responsibility absolutely okay so that's where you're that's where you will gain a little more freedom yeah i figured it would be different than us because you and i are at home and she's at work yeah i don't know i've never been and and my kids know this about me and you've never been particularly sentimental i'm not yeah i'm not i've never been the 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 worried mom right i've never been the soccer mom right so i've never inserted wrong with soccer moms into their like lives (laughs) like i've always kept i'm not saying you guys have i'm just saying for you know like some moms they insert themselves so much into their children's lives that once their children go away they have no life right oh god you know what i mean i mean you guys have your own interests you have your own things you like to do so it's not it's not the same but i've had the situation where my daughter has a mental illness that's a very serious one and i've had to be her advocate and no that's different than and now she's 18 and i don't have that control that control over what's happening anymore like the other day like uh, so she's getting ssi because she can't work and with that comes medical which is the healthcare for california the medicare for california and i was trying to make it so that it would be a seamless transition between the kaiser that we have and the medical that's coming that could also be kaiser but they didn't do that because she already has kaiser they said they just kicked her out they said no you've got to do blue cross or something stupid so i oh called God. them why because i'm the one that does all of this i called them and the guy was like well we can't talk to you about it because because she's 18 because she's mm-hmm. 18 and it was like she doesn't even grasp the concept of what we're talking about right, right. now a and b like am i too involved like would she pick up the mantle if I dropped it? I don't know. That's a that's a really that's the hard that's part. the really hard part. Yeah. I mean, in your situation, especially, it is different. You than know, other it's very yeah. different. Yeah. I, do you have a conservatorship? So what we have is that she has signed a a thing with the insurance company with Kaiser saying mm-hmm. that I am privy to information. Okay. I can't make decisions for her, but the doctors can talk to me if they have concerns, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with the SSI, which is basically disability for people who have never worked, um, because of her mental condition, they don't trust her. I don't want to use that word, but they have put me in charge of her money. Okay. On the checks that come, they come in my name. Now that she has a debit card, basically, it comes, it's in my name. The debit card is. The debit card's in my name. I have to keep detailed records, receipts about what she does every month with the money. And every year they will basically audit what's happening with the money. And then every three years they'll reevaluate whether or not she still needs the SSI. So I have no control over what happens. And I'm also responsible for everything that happens. Yeah. Right. So I'm in a particularly yeah, your special is, situation. Yeah. Yeah. So you you haven't, you still have all that responsibility. You I got, have added responsibility. Yeah. yeah. But thankfully, she signed the thing with the with the doctors saying that they could speak to me. Her doctor can call me if she has concerns. Yeah. You know all of that. Um, but ultimately, even though she has this basically disability in my mind mm-hmm. yeah I, I have no power to like really yeah. help her unless she says i need help so i guess that's i i have an extra layer of this existential crisis of your children you know becoming adults you're, you're in yeah. between two worlds 
Right. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? How does that how does that affect your self-concept? I'm having um well, I mean, I've been on this journey. I think I've mentioned this before of, you know, meditation and mm-hmm. trying to figure out who I am without my children. And trying to figure out how much do I want to be involved? If I'm not involved in all at all, does she end up homeless? Right. So, like, I don't even know. It's almost like you have to decide what you're responsible for. Right. In, in not, not legally, not in the concrete world, but in your heart. Like. Right. Like, am I willing to let her become homeless because... I give her the You've got some power. really tricky boundaries. Yeah. To right, set. which is how I am. So now I'm like really understanding homelessness. Yeah. Like really I've had yeah. to think about this idea of homeless family members who have no power to help that person. Yeah. That yeah. person has all of their, mm-hmm. they make their own decisions and they end up on the street because they don't want to take their medication they don't they don't know where to go about, to get help. I mean, have they don't have you guys talked about like power of um, attorney or anything? So like that? I so I was in touch with an advocate who knew less than me because I've been at this since Ella was 11, basically, right. and she's 18 now. So I've been at it for a long time. I was telling her stuff that she didn't know, but you know, whatever. I went through the motions with her, but she was saying basically even if you're adult child agrees to let you be a conservator over their health decisions it's still you it's still a court process it's still money out of your pocket that we don't have yeah um so it's it's a court process that costs money yeah and ultimately there's no guarantee that she's going to listen to what we have to say she can take off she's 18 there's no I mean, it's like having a restraining order. Yeah, the restraining order's there. That that doesn't necessarily keep that person yeah. away physically. Yeah. Right. They just get busted if they do something. Right. Right. So she sort of advised against it. Well, what's what's the legal... How does the legality play out for you? Are you responsible for... Right. So honestly, I don't want the responsibility. I don't want to be... A, like, I don't want to be the conservator. I don't want the responsibility. I want... I worked really hard to get her the SSI and the Medi-Cal just in case she runs off. Because it's a possibility. Yeah. That she'll stop taking her medication and end up on the street. It's a possibility. So I worked really hard to get that done. There are extra programs available for people that are on SSI because of mental reasons Mm -hmm. there are residential programs so that's all available to us potentially but i don't want the ultimate responsibility so this is what i've been grappling with that's why i'm asking you because i don't know where normal people fall on that that scale right now i'm on the scale of like i had always imagined that when my children were 18 you know my last child was 18 that my husband and i would be traveling and falling back in love you know all the things you imagine and I don't get that you know I never imagined that yeah me neither when when I always figured that when Josh and Chloe turned 18 they would still be at home just because of the economic situation no in our country for dad for dad but I know what you mean. There's I, a boundary there. 18, you're an adult. You're responsible for yourself. It's time to get a job. It's time to go to college. It's time to do something. Right. And you're responsible for yourself. Every parent has that idea in their yeah. head. I don't get to live that out. Right. I, Sorry. We've had wine. I'm probably emotional. It, well, it's a it's, valid concern. Have you talked to other people who been in the same situation um not recently no the only i went to you and i went to that nami meeting yeah. and i didn't really 
have a connection there because everybody seemed to have a child that was sort of out of the house, like older. They were all older right. people. It was, it was a, yeah. So there was nobody there that was sort of in my situation where the, the child was at home yeah. um, or the family member was at home. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody that has this situation that I can call and go, well, what, how am I supposed to feel about this, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to have an open mind about it. I'm trying to, like, go with the flow, see what happens, trust her. Right. Hope yeah. that she continues to take her, her medication and, and that she she knows what to do with her life. Like, she's 18 like any other 18-year-old. None of them know what to do. Yeah. to do, you know? Right. So yeah. I've got to remember that, that on top of her mental illness, she's also just a regular 18-year-old, I guess. Yeah. So I guess that's why I'm curious about your guys' uh, feelings about your children turning 18. Yeah. I'm reminded of my most recent therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> and um. We talked about, uh, you know, family of origin issues and how, God, and sh there was this enormously long psychological catchphrase term used for um, families that are so, God, what was it? it? Something around ego. Like the family creates its own ego. Oh, weird. And yeah. And it's very invasive and it's not necessarily healthy. Right. And it's not anything that I think the three of us have ever experienced. I think our parents, for the most part, cut us loose. Right. At even a young age and said, here you go. Do it. Go out in the world. Be who you are. I'm here. Love you. Support you. Do whatever you need. But you're on your own. Right. And some families don't do that. Yeah. Um, some families just Clawing. incorporate their own collective ego as it has been determined by, you know, grandparents or to the parents themselves or whatever. And it's a very, it's a really difficult, unhealthy place to be mm -hmm. is to try to navigate that and be your own person. Mm -hmm. But I think the three of us have had the experience of independence and knowing who we are. And right. it, it's not easy. Mm -mm. It's fucking hard. It's it's hard at a young age, but I think it's worth it. And maybe maybe this is part of what's happening with you. Maybe you have the wisdom to know how it's supposed to work for you. I guess, but I don't have the tools to know how it's supposed to work for her. Maybe you already know that. Maybe. Maybe. I'm sorry to bounce that back on you. <laughs> no. And I, I don't just... mean to, but I know I know you. I I know the her, situation. Yeah. And I know that there's there's just a lot of there's a lot of wisdom to glean from. I trust you to know her. I trust you to know you. Right. I'm not gonna cry. Don't do it, Kimmy. <laughs> Don't do it. Peggy's just like, oh god. God, what's Here the matter with wow. us? Here goes the goo ball. Hey, no, I I have my moments since I've gotten older. The gooey moments. The the fucking uh, soldiers coming home videos. Oh, oh god. Yeah. I don't even watch those. I don't watch the. Yeah, there's. <laughs> watch because i'm like imagine my cry. surprise i mean you know what i mean like, like, what the, what the, fuck, is, what the uh, fuck is this shit i'm leaking so, yeah no i've i've gotten a little um the feelings are coming out of my face yeah but i'm still fairly you know pragmatic but i do have my moments <laughs> yeah well your mother well i'm getting older too yeah you start losing all, not only everything we were discussing before. You mean gray chin beard hairs for ladies? <laughs> but you also start losing the filter. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Well, you get to I have to totally, like, bite down half the time at work because I, lit I am literally ready oh. to just... 
Yeah. Fucking yell at somebody. You know what I mean? Just like I, the other day. Okay. So we remember how we were talking about noises? Yeah. So I usually have my headphones in every morning. I get to work at six. So I usually have my headphones in from like six to eight and I'm just working. I'm just doing my thing. Chicken wing. I'm just going. And there's two people that come in at seven. Joe and I are there at six. We're, we just stayed. You get to work at 6 a.m.? Oh, my AM? God. Yes. Holy fucking balls. Yeah. It's what time do you go to bed? 10.30. Jesus Christ. When do you, How do you? I have, like, nine hours of sleep. I work like, 6 to 3.30. To be normal. Go ahead. Sorry. Anyway, you and Joe I, get there at 6 a.m. So we get there at 6, and we're, we're progeny. And these two other coworkers come at 7. And um, so I, like I said, usually always have my headphones in until eight. One morning, fairly recently, for some reason, I wasn't wearing them when this one coworker came in. And I'm working. And I always knew she ate breakfast at her desk. Oh, but you never heard her? But I never heard her (laughs) eat breakfast breakfast at her desk. And I'm typing away and it was crunchy. And she was chewing with her mouth open. Oh, yay. And she sits like two desks away. I hope she's not listening right now. Yeah. Close your mouth. No, it's not. It was so fucking loud. I almost came off my cue. And I had to like literally almost cover my mouth with my hand. I was like, who the fuck is eating with their mouth? Like it it almost just totally came out just like that. It's like I've I've gotten like I've still can control it. That's not a it's but it was like mm -mm. I'm putting this shit. Back in my ear, and I turned this shit way up. And then, right before I turned it all the way up, Troy and Peril started singing. He singing? thinks he was practicing some religious choir music, and he thinks he can sing. That that started to happen right before I left my job. Is a particular character started singing loudly in the office when others were trying to work yeah he he mm. sounds like a really bad elvis elvis sounds like what but yeah so um filters are becoming difficult yeah so i'm gonna go back to Cass. Mm-hmm. i'm sorry so do you have a plan are you how do you how do you feel do you feel like you're free balling do you feel like yes okay but remarkably i'm okay i think Mm -hmm. that the daily meditation is helping me like just go with the flow oh my god that freaking headspace app it's amazing i can't even wrap my head around it my headspace (laughs) around it it's really like i don't know what's happening and i'm okay like Mm -hmm. there's been so many situations with ella where i had to hear really really hard things Mm -hmm. and just keep going yeah. And it was excellent training. Like, I can hear really hard things and just keep going. And so I feel like that's kind of where we're at right now. She's very stable right now. She's on a lot of medication. She wants to get off of it. I'm not happy about it. Why? It's a, it's a, it's almost a symptom of it that is. disease. Yeah. You, you, I feel you better. I feel better. I don't need it. I don't it. need I feel it. better. I don't need it. Yeah. Right. So that's why I was really adamant about getting the SSI and the Medi-Cal in place just in case she takes off, which is also a possibility. Um, I hope she doesn't, but I I remarkably feel semi-detached with, which might sound bad, but for me, it's it's good. I've seen that and I... I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like I was too enmeshed mm-hmm. in what was happening all the time. I was too worried. I was physically deteriorating because of everything that was happening. Yeah. So I've gotten to a place where I'm slightly detached, still love her and do everything with love and help her when she needs help and back off when I need to back off. And yeah. I'm finding that easier and easier and trying to um decide in my head like what's a normal behavior for an 18 year old and what's what's this mental illness behavior for any like that's why i was curious about your guys' expectations it's very tricky yeah you've you've talked about things and i think with her and i think well that's 
that's normal, normal development. Right. And I don't know that. And it's and then you know something else, and it's like, well, that's that's out of the ordinary. That's a little <laughs> out of the ordinary. So it's yeah, it's kind of a constantly weighing things and trying right. to figure out. But I'm in a better mental headspace than I've been in a long time. So even though the challenge is sort of greater because I don't have as much control over her care, I feel better. Because you're not carrying as much control. No, I still care. No, but I'm not carrying like literally carrying. carrying. Yes. No, I'm not carrying carrying as much. You're not carrying the whole thing. You're you're letting some of it go, even though you're still there. Yes. Well, and you have to. You have to. That's normal. I, I wouldn't have, like, literally, yeah. like, I, uh, my blood pressure was rising all the time. Oh. I was overweight. I was, my digestive system was shot. Like, everything was going wrong. Panic attack, you name it. Like, I was holding so much yeah. on my shoulders that my physicality was deteriorating. And so now I feel, I feel okay. Today. I'm gonna knock on some wood. Mm-hmm. Today I Today. feel okay. Yeah. And I I'm trying to trust her more with her own life. It's not easy. No. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy for a regular kid. So. <clears throat> yeah. That's why I was curious, guys. It's okay. it's well and it's just it's a really tumultuous time. Yeah. It's like it's like giving birth. In reverse. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, you there, there comes a point, I think, where you just have to let go and just, you have to let it happen. Right. Because you don't have any control anymore. And, and control is a funny thing. Ooh, it's I mean, so intoxicating, isn't it? It is. It really is. <laughs> but it's such a relief when you can let it go. And realize that, you know, what's that saying? You know, God, give me the wisdom to know, to change the right. things that I can to, and, and know the right. difference. Whatever. Right. You know, everybody knows that one. We've had wine. Except for me and the wine right now. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you pull that out and you're like, I don't have control over this anymore. I can release it. Right. It's done. I just have to have faith in the tools that I put in this kid's toolbox mm-hmm. at a young age and be here, you know, when they need me right. and let it go. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Well, it's a, it's why do they have one. to ever grow up? But you well, know yeah. what? You know what's it's more like, toxic is holding on to all of that until they're in adulthood. Right. They're, we're not supposed to be their main focus when they're 35 years old. No, 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 We're no. supposed to be the support system. We're supposed to be the cheerleaders and the support system and whatever in the background, you know, whatever. You need a babysitter. Cool. That's great. I right. love my grandkids. Give me grandkids. Yeah. yeah. Here's a Christmas gift. And I that's love That's another you. thing I'm struggling with. I don't know that I'm... <clears throat> ever, I don't know that I'm ever going to get grandkids from one kid and I shouldn't get grandkids from the other one. And I'm like super sad about that like I want grandkids like it's like a like that feeling I had when I wanted kids I'm having that feeling right now for grandkids and I'm like I don't know I'm just gonna have to settle for like grand nieces and nephews and stuff well it's it's one of those things you don't have any control I don't have any control (laughs) but it's also one of those things you never know no. I mean, I don't know how many times in my life as a parent something has happened and I've been like, oh, well, hell, I didn't expect that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good and bad. Right. Or that was you easier know? than I thought it was going to be. That or, was easier. Yeah. Or why is that so hard? Right. <laughs> why is it so hard to get you to school on time? I have to tell you, though, <laughs> the day Stop. before... Josh's 18th birthday, and I think we've let the listeners know this before, is that you and I used to watch each other's children. Mm-hmm. Um, I was cleaning out a pile of books, and I found my old um, yearbook, and inside of it, I just had just stored a bunch of papers. Uh-huh. One of the papers was his handprint from oh. when he was a baby. 
with a letter from you thanking me. And then next to it was his birth announcement. And the next day was his 18th birthday. And I was like, in my mind, no matter what, he's always that baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? And that's how I think about all of our kids. Like, even my own kids. Like, Quinn in my mind is always four. He's always that cute little Mm four-year-old with those cute little curls, you know? And those cheeks. I I can probably I remember how your children smelled. I'm sure. <laughs> you were a little obsessed with Quinn. <laughs> so I'm sure you remember how he smelled. It's you know, it's just a funny thing. Like they they do. They stand in, they time, stay in time. In a certain yeah. that's why I brought the black horse. Oh, Kimmy brought a bunch of toys today. <laughs> And one of them is a black horse that my daughter, Ella, and her son, Joshi, when they they spent every single day together, either with me or with Kim, while the Mm -hmm. other one worked, and they would fight over this black horse. They would also fight over a little toy dog called Schwartzy, which is one of my favorite (laughs) You guys... Um, You guys brought back from New York, from Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. You... You were the pr- progenitor of Schwartzy? Yeah, I still have Schwartzy. You still have Schwartzy? What the fuck? You know I'm a maniacal hoarder. <laughs> You're not a maniacal hoarder. <laughs> you are very I have every though. precious treasure in my life. Anyway. So Joshy and Ella used to fight over this black horse and they used to fight over Schwartzy. Yeah. But, but one of my fondest memories is coming back to your house to pick up Ella and the three of you in the front yard, and they are throwing snails into the street. <laughs> and you would basically put the little tiny toddlers to work, picking snails out of your garden and throwing them into the street. And it was one of their favorite activities. Oh, you they loved it. Great oh, gross gosh. motor skills. And then later on, we had snail races into the storm drain. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd pour water like along the storm drain. You know, in front of the storm drain, so the snails knew where to go. Right. And then I'd have them collect snails and then put them down on the water going into the storm drain, and we'd see which one <laughs> made it first. It's almost sick, you know? <laughs> they loved it. We have all these you agapanthas. Think the snails loved it? No, no the, the kids. children. Okay. Kept them busy. I know. I'm okay. Just we had to fill time. It's hard to two toddlers. Two toddlers is very all difficult. day long. Yeah, alone. It's very difficult. Yeah, with very distinct personalities and oh, very needs both and... very strong, distinct personalities. Yes, both of them. Very much. Yeah, Joshy liked to cry, <laughs> and Ella liked everything her way. Wait, they both liked everything their own ways, and Joshy ate a lot and cried. Yeah. And Ella liked everything her own way. I remember I came difficult. once to pick him up and and you said, he ate all my lunch. <laughs> Wait, one time. And he did. One time he was crying the whole day. He was he would just get, it was almost like he was too smart for his young body. And he couldn't tell us what he needed. Right. Is what it was. That's, that, that's what I've decided. But he... He cried the whole day. And it was, wasn't just crying. It was like screaming crying. Mm-hmm. And I called her at work. Like, I was crying because I, the screaming, you know? And I and I, yep. I was like, he's been crying all day. I don't know what to do for him. I feel so bad. I don't know what to do. And it was so hilarious. Like, I can laugh about it now. But Kim came home to pick him up that day from work. And there was a little note that said something like, thank you for taking care of my baby. And stapled to it was a packet of earplugs. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> oh, I remember. It was like her way of going, this isn't that serious. Like, let's let's remember how not Well, it was like, I'm sorry, I've got a pack of these in my purse <laughs> because I'm going home with this baby. And it was just like he didn't have the words yet to tell us what he right. needed. Yeah. And it was always that he wanted to do something that he physically was not able to able, do. Able, right. It, he knew. I used to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning with him so that he could dress himself at oh, like 18 months old. The shoes. And the shoes. If his shoe became untied, he would just lose it. 
like cry for hours. Everything needed to be very. But how is he now? The same. He's without he's, the screaming. He's a little. He's a little <laughs> more easygoing. But it, you know, at some point, I remember like telling him at different times in his life, like. Josh, things change. Things are not the same all the time. Everything right. changes, and you have to adapt to this. And Well, there's knowing him, that, and there's feeling that, though. But for him, it's always been knowing. Like, when I potty trained him, mm-hmm. I did the, I did the, let's put your big boy pants on. I mean, I did every freaking lame-ass potty training trick in the book. Right. None of it worked. Until one day, I looked at him and I said, do you just need me to tell you that you're wearing underwear now and diapers are gone? And he went, yeah. <gasps> That's and, what I did with Abby. And, and that was the trick. I said, okay, today's the day. Underwear, no more diapers. We're right in the diaper guy because we had Daddy cloth Daddy. diapers right. and Daddy diaper yeah. came. And we're writing the diaper guy a note. You let him know that you don't need diapers anymore. I'll let him know. Here's your big boy pants. That was it. That's how Ella stopped breastfeeding. Yeah. That's she how was... I, yeah, that's how Abby stopped breastfeeding because I found out I was pregnant with Marcus and it was really painful. Right. Yeah. And she was only nursing um, before bed at that point. Right. Hmm. She didn't take nap nursing. It was just like to help her like, and it was like 10 minutes just to calm her down. Right. And then I put her in her bed. But, um, and Dr. Flay said it. He goes, just tell you know, usually it's the it's the comfort they want. Yeah. So he goes, all you do is you start rocking her and you sit in your regular chair that you always do. And you just, you know, if you're thirsty, I can get you some water, but I can hold you and rock you if you want. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she asked twice. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you're thirsty, I can get you some water, but I'll hold you until you fall asleep, you know, and rock you. And <clears> she <throat> asked one night, a second night, and then never asked again. She was fine. Ella only asked once. She, we, Doug and I had gone to an anti-war march. This is before the Iraq war started. And she was two and a half exactly, I remember. And my mother-in-law took care of her while we were at the protest. And when we came back, she was nursing. And I looked down at her. And she was two and a half. And she was only nursing because I had been gone. Right. Not because she was hungry or any It of was that. like a reconnect. Right. Reconnect, yeah. whatever. But we had been getting further and further away from nursing. Mm-hmm. And I looked down at her and I said, Ella, tomorrow we're not going to do this. And through her nursing mouth, she said, okay. <laughs> and the next day she asked, nurses, mommy? And I said, remember yesterday when I told you we weren't going to nurse you anymore? And she said, oh, okay. And that was it. Yeah. She just needed to be told. Yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. it amazing? It's crazy. I did the same thing with Josh because I was pregnant with Chloe. Right. And it was, it hurt so bad. Yeah. That's so why I couldn't. painful. All of a sudden it started hurting said, really Mommy, bad. I'm like, there's something up. And I, said, I found out I was pregnant. That's how you knew you were pregnant? Oh, wow. Isn't that funny? It's like your body is telling you, okay. It's time to stop now. Time to stop now. And that's what I told him. I said, you know what? This is... Mommy has a, another baby in her tummy, and this is hurting right now. So we're going to, you know, we're going to stop. And he was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> he's so analytical, too. That's he's, funny. Well, and he is. He's very concrete. And, right. it's, and I've seen that through his whole life. Like, his first grade teacher was authoritarian. And I he mean, loved it? And he loved it. Everything happened as it was supposed to happen. It was oh, maybe I was too loosey goosey for like, him. No, but I think that was good. He needed that. He needed that. Well, he needed he needed both of us, and that's why we right. were there. And but you know that's just who he is. Every every kid is different. Yeah, I mean every Abby and Marcus are just as different as Chloe and Josh and Ella and Quinn. Right. You know Abby is very creative and artistic oh my god chaotic and (laughs) kind of all over the place and and the beat of her own drum and marcus is very linear i mean his side of the room and her side of the room completely different things right it's just it's just completely although he does do weird things but they're mostly attributed to just being a male 
He seems like he's got a good sense of humor too. He's got. He's a very pretty witty. Quiet. He's a very dry, savvy sense of humor. He's Those are my favorites. The ones that are quiet. unexpected. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of like he'll say something just under just right. under his breath. And you're like, <gasps> like from the back seat, you'll hear this pearl. And you're just, yes. you know, it's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. You know, it's and he's he's been like that for a while. Look um, at us talking about our babies mm-hmm. now that they're I eighteen, know. and they're all wonderful. Every they are. They're all really special. I'm proud of us. Yeah, proud of you guys. We did good. Proud of you too. Jeez. And we're we're gonna be different women soon. We're morphing. You know, we're morphing. We're changing. We're moving out of that role into something different and something we don't Back know up. anything. Back up. Backup support, like backup. What? Like yeah. when the kids were backup. Oh, I see what you're saying. But I'm we're like, being cast. Gonna move I into thought you were like space hip hop, like backup. Like well, that. okay, backup singers. It's like you know, you you move into motherhood. It's it's like the tides. You know, you move into motherhood and you embrace it, and you're there, and you smash against the sand, and that connection is made, and it's a glorious thing, and then you move back out. And you're, you rediscover yourself. and It's so funny, though, because in both of those instances, when you become a mother, you become lost. Or at least yeah, I did. Yeah. I became lost. Yeah. yeah. And now that my children are grown, I've become lost again. But yeah. I'm It's like I'm you happy. go on suspend. You're right. Like, you, you, you are who you are. Woo, I, I'm who I am. And then you. You, <laughs> you become a mother. You be, you're pregnant. Right. It starts when yeah. you're pregnant. Yeah. Let's be real. And then, you know, the baby comes out and then it's kind of even it alters, but you're still suspended because now you're responsible for this life. Right. And not just your own. And then when they go, it's like you, it it comes back to you and you're like, okay, what was I doing? What was I doing? What was I doing before all that happened? Where was I? And that was immature. So who (laughs) am I now? Why didn't we know to like put a bookmark in? So we didn't have to flip through all the pages. Well, because we thought that was Where the it. fuck was I? I? We thought that, like, becoming a mother and getting married and doing the things that you were supposed to do was it, yeah, right? Not, like, that was yeah. going to be the it's rest a, of your life. So we we got sucked into believing that this whole self-identity life cycle thing is uh, linear, but it's really a wheel, mm-hmm. and it just keeps turning. You're such a poet. Because the wheel <laughs> keeps turning. The big wheel turns. By the, the you know, the wheel. wheel's been around a long time. The big wheel. <laughs> Almost as long as the wall. Yep. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I don't know what's more important, though. That wins for the evening. <laughs> the wheel <laughs> or the wall. Note, we should wrap it up, ladies. This oh. has been fun. Cheers, yes. listeners. I love it when Becky comes. I, I do, too. I have a lot of fun with you guys. Everything gets all shook up. We go through a bottle and a half of wine. We go through existential crises. Right? Political upheaval. Boobies. Mad libs. Boobies. Nutsacks. Stop <laughs> breathing laughter. I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Thanks for bringing toys, Kimmy. Thanks. I say you're welcome. You know? <laughs> say you're welcome. Oh, that's how that conversation. Okay. Is. No, thanks for thanking me. <laughs> <laughs> I love my toys. I'm gonna get some. And more she's not out. talking about her dildos. She no. was talking about her dildos a lot. Maybe earlier. we should have Molly come on mm. and do an episode. Do you think she would on um, women's? sexual well-being women's sexual health yeah we should give a shout out to katie too because i'm feeling really sad about what's happening oh god our friend katie who had her cancer in remission they just found a tumor and she just had surgery and man and it's tough and uh in the interim her husband was diagnosed with cancer oh god so it was so she battled, persevered, her husband battled. Is he okay? Um, as far as I know, he's okay. Okay. Um, I haven't been in touch with Katie in that 
is um, something I need to remedy. Kim, I, I don't know what to, like, when I read the news on Facebook, I was very saddened. Yeah. Because she's such a wonderful, like, upbeat, mm-hmm. positive, yeah. like, good person. Like, yeah. it's just... So much character. Katie, we're here. If you need anything, like, seriously, we'll do a field trip to your house and come do the podcast from your <gasps> bed. <gasps> oh! What? Her And her kids are amazing. Her husband is such a wonderful, kind man. And right. I, um... I've never met him. He's great. He's got Good. this wonderful smile, and he's just a really sweet guy. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. she's a really yeah. sweet person. She's very special. And I always think, and I never post this on Facebook, but I shake my fist at God. Like, really? Like, why them? Why? What the actual fuck? I want to. Do you believe in God? Is that what you're saying? Right I want to punch. I That's a punch. whole other podcast. <laughs> You know, well, there comes a point where it's like, why? Why them? Why? Yeah. Right. And it, it's almost as if you have to, I don't know. I It's it's my own mental process. And it's in it. And I'm trying to make sense of it because it doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, that's all Unfortunately, of life. it's just that not everything has to make sense. Yeah, I know. It just is. I, I mean, we all think we require explanations to survive. We don't. we don't. And we don't. We just need to accept things for the way they are. They <gasps> are sad and unfortunate. The religion of Beck. But dun, dun, I'm dun. a disciple. <laughs> well, oh, God. And it's true. It's, oh, know. God. Let's say this. Oh, Beck. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Katie, we're thinking of you. We're, totally we're really sorry that this is and happening. We love you. And- we love you. And seriously, Seriously, like I don't work. If you need something, I will bring you magazines. I'll bring you coffee, whatever. Just let me know. Cookies? Cookies? Lasagna? Donut man. Donut donuts. Man. I know she likes the donut man donuts. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's in Glendora. I haven't had a donut in so long. Beck, take us out of the Curio Podcast. Out. Episode 34. Out. Wait, 34 or 35? I thought it was 33. 34. 34. The, first, the other one was 33. Yes. I'm We're not, not very smart, but I know the numbers in order. <laughs> Even after half a bottle of wine. Half a bottle of wine. <laughs> I, think, I think Cassie just took us out. Thanks for listening to the Curio Podcast. Technically, this is episode 34. Thank you, Becky, for coming on. Ziggy's flipping out on your Thanks, Cass, again. Bullhorn. (laughs) Everybody, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Comment with nice comments, please, because we're sensitive. Yeah, keep... We're little, we're little snowflakes. You got here. nothing nice to say. Don't say anything. Don't at all. say anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> and we're out. Later. Right now? Can you believe this fucking shutdown? Fuck this motherfucking orange piece of shit, motherfucking meerkat turd licking asshole pig butt motherfucker. All my nightly dreams are where thy dark eye glances.